It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Flotto. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, Christmas weekend, COVID, COVID Christmas for the Flotto household, so uh, it's good to be back with you. I hear that you, you've got a descent around, huh? Is this, this yeah. what we're going on here with our low voices today? Are we going to go down? Uh, Basso Profundos today? We go low. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's... I think I got it from you through um, through our texting. I think is what happened. Is that how it works? Is, is that right? No, <laughs> it's obviously not right. Okay. But um, it's as good as any conspiracy theory we've had. Sure, uh, why not? So we may as well go with that. Um, like, the, welcome everybody back in. We weren't in last week. It was you know the holidays, and you know Aaron had covid that would hit him pretty hard and i'm getting over mine right now i'm on the paxlovid stuff which by the way I, if i could be on their commercials i'd do it um that stuff's been great for my symptoms though it does leave me feeling like i've been chewing aspirin tablets because it's got this horrible bitter taste at the end that just is it's not from the pills it just stays in your mouth but uh i've at least been able to cope and you know live here isolated in my uh my office for the last several days interesting uh, yeah but yeah. still as uh, long as you don't smell toast right. that's what really matters right right yeah. uh thank you everybody for joining us again we'll remind you that you can find us uh we tell you every week you can find us on all the different social media apps uh this show is on twitter at scotty johnny pod which is the same way you find us on mastodon uh we are now also i got the show up on uh, Blue Sky, so that's also at uh, Scotty Johnny Pod. Uh, on Ma- on Blue Sky, you can find me at J.E. Barnett. You can find me on Mastodon at Scotty Johnny. And you can find me on Twitter, X Twitter, whatever, at uh, Not So Humble Host. Aaron, you want to let everybody know where they can find you? You can find me at X Twitter as well. I use the cough button properly there, by the way. Just Woo. So you know. We love it. You can find me at X Twitter at Scotty Johnny. Uh, you're at Scotty Johnny. I am. At, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm fighting through a cough. Oh, it's going to be the COVID show. This is going to be great. Um, you can find me um, at Cheddar Talk. At Cheddar Talk. Uh, uh, we have fun. Uh, I, I, I like to make statements and then run away it's fun uh it was fun torturing vikings fans this last week uh the schadenfreude was great uh you can also find me at apple bottom Flottom, at blue sky media blah 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 whatever goes after that so apple bottom Flottom. that's where you'll find me <laughs> perfect all right and we'll get into everything that we have for you this week on the segment of our show that we like to call our main event starting things off with the main event All right, so the lead story this week is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we've had two weeks um, since we last talked about the Packers here or had a show, which if we had a show, we'd talk about Packers, obviously. 
Uh, but we did have, I don't know, the, the Carolina game was not the most, uh, I guess, uplifting sort of win. To barely get out of Carolina with a win was, uh, I don't know, disheartening. Like, I did not feel good about that. I had no confidence going into the Vikings game. Uh, well, the, the Carolina game, too, was the third straight week in a row that a quarterback that's of lesser stature in the NFL uh, echelons had a great Is that week. a height joke? Like, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, so we had um, uh, Tommy Cutlets DeVito, uh, be NFC Player of the Week, who has now been relegated to um, the bench in New York because he could light it up against Joe Barry's defense, and then he couldn't replicate that again. And then Baker Mayfield having a perfect game against the Packers at home in Lambeau Field and uh, tearing them apart, and then it's 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 like. What what is this? And the, the Joe Barry bugle was out there, and then the Carolina game, of course, was the the game where it was um, <laughs> here. Joe Barry, we're going to give you twenty seconds. To, we're going to give you ninety. How how many seconds does it take Joe Barry to lose a game? Twenty, <laughs> and they and they only had nineteen. You know, so it's like embrace embrace Young, who's been terrible to this point. Yeah. Um, and luckily, Houston fans are all like, oh, I'm glad we got the second pick now, even though we were really mad that Lovey Smith won a game at the end of the year <laughs> to get us to the second pick instead of the first pick. Um, walking away, CJ, CJ Stroud said, I mean, Bryce Young's been brutal this year, not against Packers, uh, went out there and had the best game of his life. And so, yeah, limping into the, into the Vikings game, it was like, what's going to happen here? And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we pride ourselves on our honesty in this podcast, and I quite honestly picked up Jaron Hall just uh, for a fantasy football uh, quarterfinal game where I had a bunch of injured guys and then Russ Wilson, who was done. Um, and a lot of guys are locked up because they're on teams that are already out of the playoffs, and so those rosters lock. So, yeah, I was scrambling, and when I was like, yeah, of the guys out there, uh, I believe that any single person can have the best day of their lives against the Green Bay Packers. And it just turns out that he's not good um, yeah. at football <laughs> at all. Yeah. And yeah. Um, all I could think of is his name is one letter off basically from Heron Hall. If anybody's a Game of Thrones, the books fan, uh, Heron Hall is the cursed place. <laughs> like oh, okay. it's destroyed by the dragons. It's a melted place. It's horrible. And everything yeah. there is terrible and cursed. And he's Jaron Hall. He's very yeah. close. Uh, he was very, very bad. Very and the Packers defense did enough. Like, I mean, granted, the only touchdown they gave up was because Samurai Torre, uh, in his very last play as a Green Bay Packer, uh, <laughs> decided to not not catch a punt. Um, which, to, to which to which someone brought up, too. Like, why wasn't Keyshawn Nixon back there? Yeah, I mean, at, least like, he, he, at least he catches kicks frequently. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, he's is, I mean, he's not I mean, really Jaren a punt Reed, returner. Jaron Reed's usually the one back there, right? So, and he was yep. obviously injured after having a very good part of the first part of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why wouldn't you put Keyshawn Nixon back there? Why Samari Toure, who said zero game, like he's barely been in any. I mean, you've seen him here and there, like, but yeah. he's not been in the game a whole lot. We're gonna throw Rusty Trombone back there and let him try and catch the ball. And that's not the right answer. Like, you've been better off throwing. 
Aaron Jones back there at that point in the game. Like, if you just need not? somebody to go back there and get put a put your hand, put your as soon as the punt is kicked, put your hand up in the air. You're not going to return it. Just catch it. That's all you have to do. And yeah, I mean that was questionable and questionable again about Basaccia too to go along with um, Joe Barry. Like, it, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't understand that play at all. I guess it 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 was bad. It was a bad play. It didn't work, and it gave them the only touchdown they had, which was the only thing they could hang their hats on, and you know whatever. But uh, that was really the only thing they had going for that team in there. Uh, I was really hoping for a thirty-seven to three, just beat down. Yeah, like just a single digit beat down. But I, I was it awarded that that time. The Bears will uh, occasionally give me that, but uh, no, it was uh, it was one of those games. Um, and, and, and the thing, I, I mean, I know we're all over the place when we talk about games, but yeah. So Jordan Love looked good, but it was also brought up too because, like I say, I listened to the out of their station from over on the Minnesota side. They're like, "Well, you know, he missed a, he missed a whole bunch of really big plays. Yeah, he did." as a first year starter and that should make everyone really scared that he's missing like it could have been a 70 point game mm-hmm. it should have been it should have boat raced him out of the place what um I, yeah go ahead. i mean he was missing he's missing people by just a couple of yards on some big plays and the thing is that he doesn't make the mistakes though either so that's mm-hmm. the smart part right like i mean it, it'd be different if he's throwing if, if he's missing those balls and then throwing four interceptions then it'd be like, oh, hold on. or even just two, you'd just be like, oh, well, this isn't prominent. Well, he's not throwing any interceptions. His rating's up. He's missing two inter- incompletions, not interceptions. Um, and it's scary that, you know, Jordan Love could improve to actually hit on those balls. You know, some of the, some of the deeper, longer ones that are, you know, just missing by fractions of a second oh and how glad are you that mvs is not still on this team by the way <laughs> after after the kick as we're talking about deep balls like oh. man watching him drop on two more just perfect ones like right in his hands and i'm like and why i mean why after watching the green bay tape would anybody have signed him after last year but anyhow so yeah either way i was just double checking on some of this um samari Ture had two returns total at Nebraska in his year there. Uh, mm-hmm. Two punt returns, total of nine yards. Um, no, yeah, I think the biggest thing with, with Jordan Love so far has been uh, what I what I loved about him early is his confidence in that he doesn't ever seem to, to break from when he has made mistakes or when things have not gone his way, when he's missed the passes. Um, at this point, he's making the reads he's got to get better about putting his foot in the ground and striding into his throw at times. He's doing that, that Rogers Favre thing where he's like, isn't it cool to throw off balance? And you're like, yeah, but sometimes I'm flying. sometimes you could just throw like normal though. Right. And you're like, Oh yeah, I could. Well, well, Chris Collinsworth, well, Hey, look at this guy. Now he's looking, he's looking, now we're going to show you three more videos from the past and I'm Chris Collinsworth and I'm going to talk the entire game. And blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah, He's paid to talk, so it's fine. Whatever. He's not great at a lot of things. Yeah. He's annoying. I, but, I like that his kid, who never played anywhere, is now on one of the 
pregame shows. Yeah, with the same yeah. one he's on. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jordan Love has looked very confident. He's looked capable. Uh, he's making good reads. He's running the offense. And I think one of the other big things in this game, first off, Bo Melton is, I mean, he's the guy <laughs> that two years ago Josh and I were telling everybody about that we Packers should go get in like the fifth round. And uh, now now he's a Packer. He's signed a, an actual non-practice um, squad contract. He is on the 53. Um, mm-hmm. And Torre is on to IR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, with a broken ego or whatever yeah, it is. I don't care. Bo I mean, like, Bo Melton, uh, out of nowhere, too. Just like. Kid from Rutgers. He's got great quickness, great uh, lateral speed, and great, you know, vertical speed. He's got a lot of things, runs a good route, gets off the line well, and does have hands. Uh, he should have caught that one. Um, it's a diving catch. The, mm-hmm. the one where he missed it on the fourth down. I like the play I, I, call. I blame, I blame, I blame that. Be, I blame yeah. that to he was running the the, the flag route like the forty five degrees yeah. back, and yep. then looked up and saw the ball and went oh s, and then had to quick curl it back in, and with everything else, just yeah. I mean, yeah, it's his third game he's played, um, but yeah, no, he's he's been legit uh, out there, especially had, with the had fact Love that put the ball where he should have on that one. Bow he walks in. Right in the end. Yeah, because yeah. Melton had the right route. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, let's not like. Yes, he dropped that ball on a on a. That's a, the only a, bad one he had. And it wasn't even bad because he was running the right route, and mm-hmm. the ball was thrown short, and he had to come back to it. Like, had had Love just put like five more yards of air on it, like he would have just walked that thing right into the end zone. Like, he hit that route perfectly. Yeah, lofted towards the pylon. Yeah. He had it. He had it done right. He ran the right route. Um, the pass was thrown short, and yeah, and so he ended up dropping it. He shouldn't have dropped it. He also was trying to like uphand it, like with his hand fingers up where he should have like been trying to basket it or anything like that, right? Yeah. So, um, one of the other fun things to looked, go. He looked great though. So, so yeah, going back to Torre for just a hot second, um, on well, it, late in the the last couple uh, plays that love had, he actually uh, crossed over the 251 yards passing for the game, which means that he will finish the season barring some weird fluke uh, of having a negative yard game next week. Uh, he currently has over 3,838 yards passing. Why did I pick that number 3838? Cause that is the bears single season record for passing yards. And Love passed that in 16 games in his very first year as a full-time starter. Um, and then Torre, on just a weird no reason to catch that ball, caught a ball that Love just kind of flung at him, jumped up and caught it behind the line of scrimmage and lost five yards and almost yeah. put him back under, but didn't quite. Um, <laughs> so it was like, come on, my man. What are you doing there? Just That's the ball you dropped. Just let it go. There's nothing you're going to do. Come on, my man. There. Pull up your pants. Yeah, so, but that was just a, a funny last little bit there for him. But, yeah, the 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 biggest thing also, so we've got Bo Melton arriving, uh, getting a nice game from Jalen Reed before he goes out. Uh, Tucker Craft is a man. Tucker, Tucker Craft is, yeah. He so is a man. Com- there's, there's comparisons with, about him going around with George Kittle. There, He's everything we thought Tunyon would be and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, the one his biggest attribute is the minute he catches it, he turns up field. Yeah, he knows where he's going. And he, you, and he block and he blocks like uh, the Tasmanian Devil. And you can tell they told him to stop hurtling people because they definitely did. Yeah. Coaching staff brought that out. They're like, "You're gonna get hurt. Don't do that. Put it's your shoulder down. You're a big dude." And yeah. he ran over a couple guys this week. I mean, it worked for William Henderson, but he didn't get that ball that often. So it was kind of a surprise well, when he. As a big guy, years. you know they're going to come at your legs. So if you hurdle them, you can keep going. Um, make them think you're going to do either one, and then you know sort it out as they go. And and that's fine. He's got the athleticism to do whatever he wants on that field. He's been right. great. Um, yeah, and, and he's working on breaking the third-round curse too. Yeah. I and mean, getting I, Aaron I, I Jones. Was so exci- I was so excited when they got him. And, I mean, Musgrave, yeah. too. Like, no fault to Musgrave. Musgrave's got a lacerated Kidney. Liver. Kidney? Kidney. Kidney. Which he played through for a couple plays. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I mean, which the, is a the, bad that idea. Guy's, that, that guy's toughness, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He stayed out there a couple plays and then went, I'm bleeding internally. I should Stop. go somewhere. <laughs> I am urinating blood. That's <laughs> I need bad. To go, I need to go to a hospital. Like, this. Stop bleeding inside my body. But I mean, I mean, think about that. Tucker Craft is the afterthought tight end, yeah. and and Musgrave showed promise before he left. Like Musgrave's not a joke either. Like that dude was on. Mm-hmm. He was he was projecting to be very good. So like I, I think this whole thing between Laporta and some of these other young tight ends, I think this uh, tight ends being good in their first year thing, I, I think we're gonna have that myth is gonna have to. It's not a myth. It used to be a truth, but I think that law is going to have to be. Um, uh, we'll re- we'll reevaluate re- it re- next re- year's tight ends. Reevaluated, yeah, because I mean, because. I mean, Tucker Craft is. I mean, and and I love George Kittle, man. Like if he plays like George Kittle, that'd be great. You know. Oh so. yeah, that'd be fantastic. We had years of. If it's not Kittle's fault that he plays for the 49ers. They drafted him. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. So. <laughs> No, it's fine. I say the other big thing here is Aaron Jones coming back to the Packers and playing 100%. This is back-to-back games of 120-plus rushing yards. Um, Having him... LeFleur's been promising for three years at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's been injured a lot this year, and that's been rough. I mean, he's got a lot of mileage for a running back. And uh, the fact that he's still able to produce like that is pretty fantastic. Um. Yeah, but he's had a lot of injuries this year and having him back, and he says he looks full strength, and he's looked at the last two weeks here, and that's been a big change for this offense, I think, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be huge, and I think that's going to be a big thing coming up here because now uh, the Packers are playing for <laughs> to be in the playoffs. They're currently the seventh seed. They could be up to the – I think they can pass the Rams – if they, the Rams lose, because they have a yeah. that was a big, that was a big deal. The fact that the Giants did they you can see be the, the sixth seed if they if they yeah, possibly did you, see, did you see whose leg the game was riding on at the end? Oh, the Crosby. Mason Crosby had a chance. The, the 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 Giants completely wasted away the last three minutes of that game. Like the Giants should have beaten the Rams, in which case then the Packers would already be in the sixth seed. Yeah, because they had they they beat the Rams right. And it came down to a Mason Crosby 54-yarder after a whole bunch of – he had already made one long kick and a whole bunch of uh, just uh, Benny Hill moments. Just the Giants weren't – the Giants were gianting as, as they do. As and, they uh, do. And so 
Um, Tyrod Taylor made some bad, made one big play and then made some bad mistakes. And Mason was lining up from 54. And I told Holly, I'm like, my God, if Mason Crosby could just help the Packers one more time. One more time, my man. One more time. And he shanked it by about 20 yards. But anyways, so love you, Mason. Thank you for all you've done. (laughs) But But uh, yeah, no. Like if if, if the uh, if the Rams would have lost, I mean the Packers would already be in sixth seed after this game. So yeah. if if the Rams lose this week and the Packers win, they could be all the way up to six. I mean, yeah, I mean it's good, but they have to beat the Bears. I mean, they do have and, to. And, oh, and and for the first time in a long time, it's like um, that might be a problem. Yeah. I- it, it's not going to be a walkaway thing. The Bears have looked better the last several weeks. Their defense has played way better. And that's, I mean, that's something that's going to have to be taken into account. They're not terrible. Packers will be at home, which should help some. And if, you know, we're going to have to see who's healthy. We'll get Jair back because he wasn't injured. He was just suspended for kind of being a bonehead. And my guess is there's other things going on in the locker room that we aren't actually hearing about. Um, no, it, well, it was when uh, when Razul, uh, no, Razul, uh, when Rasul Douglas was traded to the Bills, that that took care that got rid of the big boy voice in the room, right in the D back room. Yes, and so and Jair, who is a malcontent, let's just put it that way. Like he does whatever he wants to do, he yeah. says what he wants to say. Yeah, and and so he's been problematic ever since that happened. And um, it makes sense, uh, but I mean, I mean, the thing in Carolina, it, 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 how often do the Packers suspend players for behavior? Not often. Normally, they've got I, I, the I control. Can't the la- I can't remember the last time anyone did, except for something egregious. And here's the thing that gets me is that a lot of it was announced by Gutekunst, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that it's a well-known thing within the building what the problems are in the locker rooms at times. And it's my understanding then that it wasn't Lafleur making the call and that Gutekunst is stepping in as the adult in the room to get things back in pace. I think a lot of the players on the defense are angry. I think a lot of them are deciding that they're not going to bother, and I think that that's a problem. And I think Gutekunst is the only one stepping in to say, let's be done with this now because there's been a lot of talk. On, on that side of the ball from a lot of players saying things that are disconcerting and they're very public and Packers are not a team that normally takes their problems public like that. So I think there are some, uh, some issues there. So we'll have to see what goes on. And it does, it does say something to the coaching staff too, that it had to get all the way to the GM to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think that I don't yeah. think a Mike, I don't think that would, I don't think that would ever have made it to the surface on a Mike Tomlin-led team. Do you know no, what I'm saying? I, I completely agree with you. I think he's got a good control in his locker room, which is why, you know, Claypool is a bear or was a bear until they got rid of him because they mm-hmm. gave up actual yeah. draft capital for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's just LeFleur's got some issues. Yeah. I think, I think he's a really good offensive coordinator that happens to be a head coach. Yeah, we'll see how it goes here. There's He's got some chances on some things here. I think he had a very good game plan against the Vikings. I think he's got that. I think they're going to have a very good game plan against the Bears coming up here. And the other thing I think we've learned is 
uh, watching the Packers play the Vikings defense and the, the Lions defense for the second time in the season, man, watching them once Jordan Love remembers them. And mm-hmm. and also LaFleur works better against them. So I think we've got a really good chance here against the Bears um, because... The offense, the, offense, the offensive side of the house is healthy. Right. I think the offense is going to be much smarter. And they dropped, what, 38 on them the first week? And so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be one where I think the offense can do it. We'll see where Jaden Reed is. We'll see where Watson is. He was warming up on the field. Um, he just wasn't, I guess comfortable enough to go uh, this last game. Uh, Bo Melton rising up has been a big thing. Musgrave yes. has been close, but not quite ready. I mean, obviously, take your time with him. The Packers are always conservative on getting guys back healthy. Um, having Wicks, a lot of these Wicks, guys... Wicks too. Yeah, and we were playing with the youngest receiving core in their very first games in Week 1, and now they are a, you know, what would have been a full NFL season in uh, just you know, three years ago, mm-hmm. and they're much better. Uh, and I'll grant you, I think that the Bears have looked better uh, in recent times. But I, I, I don't know. I just think that the Packers probably have the edge and should be favored and are favored. They're, they've got a they're they're giving three points right now at home, which means I think it's a pretty even game. Bears would probably be favored if they were at home in this one. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, I guess that does get to me is the deja vu feeling where this happened last year. Remember we worked our way back in and we were like eight and eight, everything's going to be cool. And Rogers will get us in there. And the only difference in my, I guess just emotional gut on this one is um, last year, I felt a little nervous that Aaron Rodgers was always worse once he was comfortable. If he had to be, you know, when they were down, when they were like, we need to win five in a row to get the playoffs, he was going to win five in a row. He's going to find a way to make those things happen because then he understood that he had to do the things it took to win. But once he felt like we did it, we're basically there, all we got to do is beat the Lions, then he was the, the sort who got to the point of saying, like, it's already done and then blew it. And he had a really bad game against the Lions last year. And I don't think that Jordan Love's going to have that kind of fall apart against the Bears this week. And the Vikings were not a bad defense. The one that they just tore apart this last week here, you know, just the other day, not a bad defense. Um, that just, you know, I think he's going to look better against the Bears, especially the second time around. Uh, mm-hmm. He seems to grow and learn very well. And I think that they're going to be just fine this week. And, you and I both said somewhere, I think, approaching 500, but slightly under. I think we were talking in the, you know, 6 and 11, 7 and 10 type of realm here, 8 and 9 maybe at the utmost. I think we both thought that, you know, playoffs would be a strange outside, outside chance. Yes, right. Would be playoffs. a strange outside chance. The fact the Packers even playing for a playoff, um, that's it for me. I guess I, it, I'm putting this in my mindset right now. That's enough for me. They mm. fought their, themselves back to eight and eight. They lost several games they should have won. Then they won a couple they probably am surprised at, like beating the Chiefs and all that. Mm. Uh, well, well, everybody does that these days. So yeah, they're they're not the team they used to be. 
Uh, but at the same point, this team made growth. This team definitely looks like they're on the right track. Getting through a lot of injuries and everything there, having one of the worst defenses I've ever watched play for a Green Bay Packers team, and mm-hmm. still being 8-8 eight and eight at this point of the year with a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, this is not a Super Bowl contending team right now. But, man, uh, this is the youngest team in the NFL, and they're competing with everybody. And that's enough for me right now. I don't need them to – well, I, I'll say this. Uh, in one breath, and then later I'll change it because I don't need them to beat the Bears to feel good about this season, but I need them to beat the Bears because I hate the Bears Bears. more than anything else. Um, Like, I don't need them, we'll say this, I don't need them to win the last game or finish above 500 to feel good about this team, but I need them to beat the Bears because I hate the Bears so much. I was going to say, coming out of that soliloquy that you just had right there, which is so beautifully done, um, which also worked out well because I was having some coughsies from the uh, the COVID, so I can't. Sorry, hitting the cough button liberally while I'm talking Love right it. now. Um, so, so one of the things is you know you got to beat the Bears. Like that's all I care about. Yeah. And I was uh, listening to whoever I, I forget on one of the talk stations, but somebody brought up a really good point about the Packers, and that is, it was probably Nagler because this makes sense, this would be Nagler's point of view, um, <laughs> that, yeah, no, we're happy with the team as it is, and we're super glad that they've ex- they've exceeded expectations pretty much, right? Right. And actually, minus having a really bad DC, we're easily in the playoffs, right? So now instead we're scratching and clawing, and so here we are again uh, like we were last year. And the argument is that, you want your team it's like I, well i don't care if they make them the playoffs at this point it's like no i want them in the playoffs even if they and they're like well they're gonna get smoked in the first round whatever get into the playoffs to experience all these young kids need to experience the playoffs and i'm sorry i'm like now i sound like somebody who was a, a, a vince lombardi fan when i was a kid like well back in the 60s you know when lombardi was running the team yeah, you just get in there and just see what happens, you know, and let these kids have the experience. You can't get anywhere without getting in there. And the last time I checked, the last time the Packers won a Super Bowl, they weren't expected to be in the playoffs. It was a punt return by, what's the little guy from uh, Philadelphia? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could see his face now, too. Uh, then he yeah. went to the he, he went to the Washington and all those. He went yeah, to yeah. Washington, went everywhere else. Um, yeah. Deshaun uh, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, God, we got to it at the same time, who should be in the Packer Hall of Fame because had the Giants <laughs> not kicked that ball, he, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. And then they ran rough shot. Um, we had, uh, God, what's it? COVID brain, 44, our running back. Oh, Starks. Starks. James Starks. James Starks went on a run that was unbelievable. Rodgers was throwing needles through needle eyes and throwing thread through needle eyes and Jordy Nelson, who nobody knew who he was, knew who he was after that playoff run. Like that's all you got to do. Just get in there. And like, even if you lose, even if you go out to Dallas and get your butt handed to you in a basket and you take it back home, at least you know what it's like to be in the playoffs. Like, well, at this point we may as well hope to God to get into the playoffs. The problem is that the bears have decided to be good. 
out of nowhere, and Justin Fields has decided to become competent. And well, at running, and yeah, and and they have a problem with the Packers. <laughs> they're, they're sick of hearing it, and yep. you know they've got nothing else to. I mean, their draft position isn't going to be any better at this point if they win one more. They still have the first overall draft pick if they want it, you know, or if. Yeah, they're no going to get it either what, way, yeah. No matter what, yeah, no matter what. Because it's not theirs. They got it from the Panthers. They got it, they got it for free. You know, that's theirs. Panthers so, picked up the first overall pick, traded for the guy they wanted, and then became worse. Right. That's what happened. And, and, so, and so the Bears already had the first overall pick. They're fine. Um, and actually, if they win, and the Vikings will probably get boat raced by Detroit, who got – Hosed on Saturday night against Dallas. I don't feel so, bad for Detroit ever. Well, I don't, but they're going to come out. They're going to come out, and so yeah. so so Chicago might not be in last place if they beat the Packers. Right, and which actually, is a big, which is a big thing for them. They'll be in third place. They won't be at the bottom of the division. So it's like, so the Packers got a couple things going against them. I don't, of course, the Bears just by rivalry alone, which is the last of all the rivalries, I really think at this point. Um, there's a couple of Baltimore and Pittsburgh still play each other hard. They're, Oakland and Kansas, or Las Vegas, Kansas City, even though it's all the different fans now because it's not the original mm-hmm. Oakland people. So, yeah, that one's a little different, I guess. The feel is, is wrong. Right. And Minnesota wants to believe it's a rivalry, but... I think that just shut them up it's, for about five years after that one. So, Oh, it was so bad. I listened to the end of that one on KFAN to see how it was going. Um, you know how it goes because everybody loves Paul Allen until they actually have to listen to him do other things. If you listen <laughs> to his whole game, he didn't actually call like the last two drive, the last drive the Packers had. He's just like mm-hmm. Clifford and he's just like Clifford, whoever, one yard. It was like he didn't even say it for me. She didn't say anything. He just says, "Did did Clifford's pass go higher in the air than it went long?" By the way, I, I don't know. It was, okay. yeah. He's just like, it, it was so funny. Paul Allen absolutely quit on that game. He stopped talking about the actual game when there were like two minutes left. It was amazing because he he does he does this because he's just a fan who talks, and when he's excited, it's it's great and it is amazing. But when he quits, it's just as bad as it mm-hmm. is amazing. Like the, the highs and lows of his abilities are oh, yeah. equal, are equal. Yeah. And they're both. It, it, it's me daily. Yeah, they're up a, to the, the top and the bottom. Like he gets great when he's really into it there. Yeah. Um, anyhow. So, yeah. But yeah so, so no, the bears are, uh, the, the, the bears are, um, are going to be a formidable, formidable opponent this weekend. I'm, it, it's not going to be a joke. I really think it's going to be, yeah, I think the Packers are going to give up points, but I think they just outscore. This is going to be a legit Bears-Packers showdown. Like, mm-hmm. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be different than a lot of Bears games. It's, I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Or will it? I don't know. Here's what needs to happen, though. If the Bears beat the Packers, there's a couple things that need to happen. Because if the Packers lose, what they need is for Detroit to step in and beat the Vikings. Also, they need Arizona to beat Seattle. They need both of those things to happen first. And then they need either the Buccaneers or the Saints to lose. So that's the hardest one, I think, is is seeing the idea that we're going to be watching Arizona beat 
Seattle, although Arizona just beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia this last week, which makes it took it, it took it to no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, I don't understand. Well, Ky- Kyler Murray decided to stop paying attention to video games and start <laughs> playing football. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange, strange bit that, that just happened. Uh, so let's try to see. Uh, yeah, the Buccaneers, they're going to play the Panthers. So that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Saints will play the Falcons. So that'll be an interesting one there because it's 7-9 and nine versus 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I believe they're playing in, in uh, New Orleans, though. The odds of getting all three of those things to hit is the sort of parlay that I wouldn't pick or spend throw five bucks at. You know, like, it's not great. The Packers need to win. So, right, yeah, there we go. What would be great is if the Packers win, also those other things happen, uh, just just to show us that it would have been fine either way, just so we feel better. Who, who did the Rams play? Uh, oops, I just turned yeah, off that page. Uh, give me oh, one second. That. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Uh, the Rams. Whoops, where are they at here? Oh, the Rams are playing. Sorry, I'm one week off. I was looking at their giant score. They almost beat. They almost gave it to us this week, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Rams are going to play the 49ers, who clinched the one seed. But we'll see what oh, they want to do. Um, yeah, yeah. They're going to play them in San Francisco. Who knows? Um, we'll see what they do with that one. I know that um, McCaffrey also had some injuries last week, but I think they're going to play most of their defense still probably. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Rams have been coming on pretty well now. Nine and seven, they've been looking good. They've got they've got a good passing or you know receiving Except for core. The fact that they almost lost to the Giants the other day. Right, they got a decent receiving core. I mean, they got with Cup and Nakua, they got some guys who can play out there. And uh, yeah, Stafford, still... Can, Stafford can still sling. He's, yeah. he's he he's like Flacco. Like you can't take away the arm from the guy. Mm-hmm. They never had an arm injury. Like. That's the one thing that Flacco's been able to do with the Browns, which that's an amazing story, by the way, is that Flacco still has a huge arm. Like, can he still throw the ball? Sure, why not? Well, that that changes things. You know, like, can he still sling? Can he still hit a 20-yard out from the opposite side of the field? Sure, yeah. why not? We'll, we'll see what we do. So, yeah. All right, uh, and with that, then what we're going to do is we're going to move on. Uh, we do have uh, one, you know, we have the Badgers. Who's going to win, John? I, I think the Packers win. I guess I think it's going to be tight, but I think the Packers win. I just think the seeing them the second time is going to be a big difference here. If you bet on the Packer money line every single week for the last twenty-five years, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, like I said, uh, Badgers played in. It was what is now called the ReliaQuest Bowl. I believe it was the Outback before. Um, one the Badgers have been in several times before. Badgers finished too high in the Big Ten this year and got to play LSU for it. And while they were going like, hey, man, we were without one of our big players, they still had you know, Neighbors and BTJ. They, they, they had all their other guys there. They were not missing much. Badgers were playing without starting center, uh, although we did have a, a former – all conference, you know, you know, all was it AAC or whatever um, guy who came over along with uh, Fickle from Cincinnati, um, and we didn't have Braylon Allen. I'll tell you, you know, the biggest thing I seem to have picked up in this game is uh, I, I learned that this Badger offense may have been spending a lot of time um, 
trying to placate uh, Alan for having come back. And when he wasn't there, suddenly Tanner Mordecai throws for 378 yards. Yeah, he looked really good. Three touchdowns, no picks. Threw a lot. Get used to seeing that. I think this is the first... With the, here, Here's my other big take on the entire time we've been watching those last couple of weeks. Um, in all games that aren't national semifinals and national championship games for the foreseeable future, um, all those other bowl games are your preseason game for the next year. We're watching who are the guys... Like, they're doing tape, essentially, mm-hmm. on guys playing for next year's team. Because... All the guys who are already going to the NFL are done. You're not watching them. You're not evaluating them. Those guys are out for the most part, except for the you know sixth, seventh, you know fifth, sixth, seventh guys. Those, those late round picks, maybe. Like Mordecai was playing for an undrafted free agent deal, and you know maybe somebody throws money at him after that game. He had a lot of success at SMU, but I think this was a preseason game. These are all preseason games because nobody cares that much. I mean, like they want to win but the coaches are trying to figure out who their team is for next year because they want to go win a conference championship because the regular season is the only thing they cared about. The bowls are meaningless at this point. And also given the fact that an undefeated team didn't play uh, and, you know, Alabama only got in. Well, let's say this Texas got in because they needed Alabama in because they were going to put in Alabama anyhow, and they couldn't put in Alabama and FSU because Texas beat Alabama. So they should have put in Texas and FSU, and don't throw at me the the big loss they had because everybody left. They have several first-round picks on the team. They I, all sat I, out. I, I have never cheered for Michigan more than I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and so... Um, I, hate, I hate Michigan, mm-hmm. but it was like just not Alabama. Oh, viscerally hate Michigan. Um, just, they're, they're, yeah. So so many times. I, I like Michigan-Washington. I'm not going to lie. I like it. It's a, yeah, it's a good matchup, but and Michigan that's of, where we should have been. Out of nowhere, like hello. Anyway, yeah, but, and it's been a, it's the matchup we should have, I think, at this point. So that's good that you know, things played out and they got right. But I think Florida State should have had a chance to play because mm-hmm. undefeated regular season meant nothing. The regular season is worthless, and bowl season is worthless. They're going to pick four teams. Those four teams are the only ones that matter, and they kind of know them at the beginning of the year. So they kind of pick out 10 teams that they kind of like. Of those 10 teams, four of them are going to be the ones that like the most at the end of the year. And it's just what they like. And that's what got it in. So this will be done now because we'll go to 12 teams next year. And then... Now dead, right? What? I said, yeah, and now dead. Yeah. Yeah. So 12 teams next year. We'll see how that goes. Um, In terms of the Packers... So you go ahead. Can we go back to the Badgers game for just one second? Yeah, I was just going to talk about it a little bit. It's just like the things we liked about the, this game. What did you oh, see? I was, was going to say the the announcers mentioned it on uh, a couple a couple times that mm-hmm. the LSU uh, Badgers game was maybe the best bowl game played during the bowl series. Like, and I watched a whole bunch of games because, like I said, I had COVID last week, so I was on the couch just watching football. And most of the games, except for like you know the Pop Tart sacrificing himself, it's amazing. For the players, players to eat. Dreams come true. It was, it was, it was like, it was like Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> hold, hold my drink. Here we go. 
it was it was right. fantastic. And then, and then the next and then the next day uh, or two days later, the uh, um, they had the uh, the cheese it bowl or the whatever, and the cheese it bowl guy had a sign over said saying "Not edible mascot." <laughs> okay, like he changed everything. No, I mean this is cool. Like if this is where we're gonna go with bowl games, let's let's have it. Let's yeah. have it. Go but big no, no. because yeah, these yeah. games are getting weird. Yeah, but but anyways, um, no full uh, back to hold on one yeah absolutely full, seri- full, full serious full seriousness um the, the 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 badgers tigers game was unbelievable that was a really good game to watch like it was a fun game to watch just back and forth it was really good didn't turn out <coughs> didn't turn out for our squad but um no it was the most watchable game of the whole bill series until yesterday so, like when the playoffs. Right. And I feel good about a lot of that's going on here. Bryson Green, Will Pauling, both going to be back. Uh, we'll see is it Tyler, Tyler Van Dyke uh, coming in next year just to give basically Mabry Matower a year to get ready and, and up to the NCAA standards of, of, you know, like having a year of understanding that difference from high school to college. Um, so, so having an experienced guy in there and seeing what this can look like. And I think we saw now, too, what Longo wanted to do. But I think that they, the good thing they had is they made a demonstration that they were going to be dedicated to the guys who stayed at Wisconsin. You know, Braylon Allen did not opt out after a new coaching staff came in, brand new guys, brand new offense coordinator and everything. He stayed with the Badgers, and I think they made sure to feed him. And I think they made sure to do that, even though, it, I mean, He's not going to be a first-round type pick because his vision this year was not optimal. He's a big, athletic, incredible guy. Uh, he kept trying to bounce out and not find the fits. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, there, there was a lot not perfect about his game. But I think that they, they made sure to feed him as much as they could, even though this was the highest percentage of Badger plays that were passes in any Badger season ever, I believe, since 1962. Mm is like the second highest. Uh, so I think we're going to see a lot more passing. It's going to look a lot more like this. Get ready to be more excited about big plays, pushing the ball downfield because the receivers definitely can do it. And Mordecai, when given the chance to do this for a game, definitely did it. And we'll be honest, LSU's defense wasn't that great. Uh, the SEC defenses haven't been that great this year, uh, other than Georgia was very good. Alabama was okay. LSU was not good. The other teams weren't that great. Um, but this this was a good play by Wisconsin to come out there and put up that kind of play. But, you know, the defense needs some work. Got a lot of guys coming in. Like we said, they're bringing in a couple new edges and uh, another transfer coming in as well who's an inside linebacker who I don't know if he's going to start yet. Uh, he didn't start uh, coming out of, was it Wake? I'm sorry if I'm forgetting offhand. There's going to be some other new guys coming in. There'll be some changes on the defense, and we'll see. The biggest problem I have is understanding whether or not Trestle can coach on the defensive side. Uh, So we'll have to see what goes on there. Uh, I do like the talent on this offense. I think the offensive line looked a lot better this year as as the year went on. Uh, We'll have some new guys coming in there as well. We're dealing with some injuries. But I think that the, the the trajectory, at least, is in the right path. And I think the biggest thing was you saw today the offense Longo wanted to run all year and couldn't because 
they had dedicated themselves to making sure they rewarded the people who stayed. You know, they, they took care of their seniors. Uh, they rewarded the people who stayed. And I think that doing right by the players is a better, more, you know, forward Wisconsin thing uh, mm-hmm. than, than they needed to do. And I'm glad they did it. But, you know, now we'll start winning some of these games. Uh, going, going five and four in the Big Ten is not, uh, not the route we wanted to go. But here we are. So it's, it's not the badge way. And I have one last question for you mm-hmm. before we, it's a, a statement in the form of a question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DA John. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that was brought up by um, uh, the Gophers play by play guy, uh, Mike Grimm. Okay. Was that who is, who's the big running back at Minnesota last year? Oh, Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim, right? Yeah. He was, he was pretty, pretty, pretty dominant, right? Like, Good running back, right? He's a volume guy, yeah. yeah good running back. But, I mean, he could do it too. Like he, he was he good. He was good. So he declared early for the draft, got drafted, I think, fourth round, and is buried somewhere on a bench. I mean, he didn't declare early. He played like four full years. He was an older and back well, with well, a ton well, of either carries. Way, he, did, he declared for the draft and play in their bowl game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just went, to, went, to, went to the NFL. <coughs> Still had a year of eligibility. Um, oh, good COVID year or something. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, just just a year of. A, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, he had a ton of carries. But but either way, so like, with nil money now. With nil money now, especially like what you're hearing about from Ohio State with. Trying to put together state. more money, for like ten million dollars to keep uh, right. Harris. Keep him there. So like, is it better? for these guys to stay in college one more year where they're viable and they can do these things like that and they can actually make money. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a very bad... I, I don't think that that's a... For some players, but, but, but with, maybe. But, but with Braylon Allen, Allen, like, where is he going to end up? Like, I think he's, he's not third or fourth. He, third or fourth, he's going Yeah, third yeah. or fourth round, he's going to be a backup, maybe a practice squad guy. Like we'll see. I mean, like he's, is, is it worth it to do that at this point? Like, I mean, he, he goes to Wisconsin, he could get some NIL money. Like, is it, is it really worth it? Like he's not going to be like, he's not going to be like Taylor down in Indianapolis and just tear the league apart. No, you know, and, and then Taylor, even Taylor's having problems, right? You know, yeah, trouble getting to that second contract, which is where the money is. Right. I mean, so. Well, the other thing is, Mo Ibrahim, he actually played five years, um, got injured his junior year. Well, okay. for, sorry, his first senior year. He got injured his first senior year. His second senior year, he had 320 carries. It was a ridiculous number of carries. He finished with 867 carries in his five years. I mean, he got injured week one of his senior year, but he played all four years, including, you know, the one another year where he was injured in week one. So he had five years, got a red shirt for another senior year. He had a ton of carries. I guess guess Grimm's argument was like, why'd you go to the NFL just sitting on a bench somewhere when you could have probably gotten NIL money at the D1 level and still been able to play? I mean, I guess. 
I mean, I guess that that's what I think about with Braylon Edwards or Braylon Allen, <laughs> Braylon Edwards. Anyways, Braylon Allen is like it's like, well, what what's your big gain by going to the NFL right now, especially after a bad season? Uh, honestly, this. what Mo Ibrahim should have done is left after his junior year. Um, he yeah, had he should have left early. Yeah, yeah. Like, he it, should yeah. never have stayed for his senior season. Then he got injured. And then he had a massive carry number uh, in a, another year. So he came out, like, if you weren't leaving after your junior year as a running back, I don't even know what you're doing. Like, what are you what are you hanging around for? If you're not good enough to get out after your junior year, you're not going to get much in the NFL. Um, and I mean, NL money I mean, is I nice. Know, what, but what's, what's Brandon Allen going to do in the NFL? I don't know, but I they mean, all want to be maybe, there. Maybe this is, maybe this is at uh, Old Takes Exposed, right? right now but like i mean what's he gonna i mean what's he gonna do in the nfl like he he didn't do anything that was flashy or explosive like any of the former or all of our wisconsin running backs before him like i guess i don't know yeah i don't think he's gonna be one of those big guys but i mean like he could still be a you know a guy who's gonna bounce around the league i mean he's not gonna be melvin gordon or James uh, White or anything like that, but he, he's got... Well, James White was nothing coming out of college either, too. So No, I mean, yeah. Braylon Allen does have good hands. James James White was better than the NFL than he was in college. We'll say this. He's got he good hands. Super Bowl MVP. Right. And, and, and Braylon Allen is also a very good pass blocker. He, he does a very good job of that. And there's a place for him as a third down back for, you know, seven, eight years. And yeah, I, guess, I guess he's young. Yeah, that helps a lot too. He is. He's, he's got a lot of tread left on the tire too. So is he twenty one now? Yeah. <laughs> or is he just twenty? Because he was, he was eighteen. Still Seventeen. Like, yeah, I, I don't he, know. I still thought he was seventeen. He is yeah. super young. I mean, he came out. He graduated early, got to college, started so, as a freshman. So black. Yeah. yeah, started as a freshman. Um, did, I mean, did, if he'd have played his bowl he, game, he'd. He he 3,000 yard seasons. He only played 11 games this year. Did he get to play with Barry Oliver's uh, nephew? Yeah, the one year, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that freshman Did year where they talk about his age. Is still 17 years old. Okay. Yeah, it was that year where they said both those things in every game. So, yeah. yeah. Um, his big thing is he's, he's super young. Uh, they saved him some carries. He's not going to play that last year. He did have some injuries this year, which hurt him as well. Uh, slowed up his footwork. If he has a good pro day, um, he'll be fine, but I still think I mean, I guess running backs sense. devalued at this point. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like from a, it actually makes sense from a recruiting standpoint, like to not run him more. So he'll be better in the NFL. Yeah. So it'll be like that running back from Wisconsin, because I mean, that is a, that's a hallmark at this point, running backs and linemen. That's what you get from Wisconsin. Yeah. And that's going to be changing. I think. Well, I mean, but that's that's a bit of homework for thirty years. I mean, that's got to be a recruiting point, right? Yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, we've got uh, two different four-star running backs coming in to Wisconsin this year. I mean, coming in next, so they'll be right there. Running it's not going to be no running game. It's just going to be a different look to the running game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, by the way, we have more four-star running backs than Minnesota has four-star recruits at the. <laughs> So it's going to be an interesting time, and and we have, 
And Jordan Love has more yards and touchdowns in a single yard than any than Bears any quarterback Bears quarterback ever. ever. So yeah. Sorry, Sid Luckman. Sorry. <laughs> he played fewer games. games, I guess. So we'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. Eric Kramer, by the way, holds the Bears records: three thousand eight hundred thirty-eight yards passing and twenty-nine Jesus touchdowns. Christ. Are you kidding, Eric Kramer? Eric Kramer holds those records. <laughs> Greatest Bears quarterback uh, of the last 25, 20, 30 years. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Uh, so just because we've got so much and we missed a week, we're going to take this, and we've been here for an hour at this point. Uh, we're going to wrap this part up as our football segment. We're going to put on another one here. We're going to talk through some of our, our, our basketball things here in just a, a little bit. It might be a shorter podcast, but we don't want to – we don't want to make you sit here for an hour and a half, two hours listening to all that. So we're going to break this up. Uh, but we do want to thank everybody. If you're not going to go to the basketball one, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, remember, of course, to follow us at Not So Humble Host on X Twitter at Cheddar Talk as well. Um, on Mastodon, you can find me uh, at Scotty Johnny, and you can find Aaron and I on Blue Sky. He's at Apple Bottom Flottom. I'm at JE Barnett. Uh, the podcast itself is at Scotty Johnny Pod on X Twitter, on Mastodon, and on Blue Sky. So thank you again. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.